1: We're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. And on this weekend show, you're looking forward to it because it's another state of pro wrestling. John Orlando for the PVD cast stops by to go ahead and talk about the latest wrestling news with me. So go ahead and check it out. Plus, also as well, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, I just finished a great show with Chris Sardieri from the Domination Sports Nation where we cover week nine in the NFL. And sorry, cover your ears, Sean, the disaster in the dumpster fire known as the Las Vegas Raiders. We go ahead and cover that and more right there at Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Plus, also as well, go ahead and check out Joe Sorrell. Today is Oxide 47. You know they're having a great time roasting the Clippers after the great victory today by the Los Angeles Lakers. And he's doing so today at socks 1947 at LakersBall.com. Go ahead and check out what he has to say there. Plus, you see him with the hat. You see him with the shirt. It's Simblitz. Y.com. Go ahead and check out what he is doing there today to transform your lawn into something much more magical than it is today. And you live in the Southern California. There's no better place to go for a new lawn today. Then, Simblades, Simblades with a Y.com. Also as well, Lakerholics.com. You know Laker Tom is giddy right now. Like he's 30, 40 years younger than he actually is. And you know Jamie Sweet is probably mocking him all the way. But those guys are going back at it each and every time. But they're both happy that the Lakers won. Right there, Lakerholics.com. Our good friends, Lakers in five. I also want to go ahead and give a big shout-out to Empire Jeff TV, the John McAlian channel, Daniel Berry Sports Highlights, All these great places you need to go ahead and check out and go ahead and subscribe. And speaking of subscribing, please go ahead and subscribe today to get the latest notifications on when we go live right here on the air. Like if you're on Facebook, please just go ahead and check us out wherever you can right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. And don't forget, I know we did have some trouble tonight, just like the Lakers did in the first half, but we did get it up and running. It was a great finish right there on playback.tv slash lakers fast break alfred says it best guys what a game great to have you back alfred on the east coast i know you're there darren's already in the chat with the super chat we truly appreciate it ham caught scam going small for one play and talked himself out of it it's obvious we go back to it we go big because it does cause the problems that it did today a big lineup indeed the Lakers came into tonight in its first matchup of the season against his crosstown rival against the Clippers with uh, some very much determination on the mind and also a lot of shorthands because the team was shorthanded tonight when we heard just before game time that Torian Prince having some knee issues. So he set out the game. Also as well, Gabe Vincent sitting out the game as well with some knee soreness as well. And of course, Rui Hashimura. His eye contusion looks like to be something much worse because he has been put into and placed into concussion protocol along with Jared Vanderbilt. So the guys had, the Lakers had four guys out of the lineup tonight. But you know what? That meant more minutes for LeBron and AD, but it also meant other people had to step up and that's what they did tonight. And Intel Wild said tonight, one of the guys that did look pretty good was Cam's defense and looked pretty damn good to me. Even when he was challenging on that last Three-pointer, that was a pretty good challenge. I think that was a very weak call by the rest, which Joe noted happened several times down the stretch. Ham should have challenged a block by LeBron, but was called goaltending, should have challenged that. Mistakes down the line after the Lakers, after coming back from down as many as 18 points in the first half, came back to take a lead, eight points late in the game. Looked pretty good for the Lakers. Unfortunately, they kind of let it slip away through various mistakes. Again, not making the challenge when they needed to and some other things happening down the line as far as not executing down the stretch. And the Lakers ended up going to overtime. But in that overtime, the Lakers finally picked apart the Clippers the way Magic Mad wanted them to go ahead and make sure that they got those players that had five fouls, like Norman Powell and Paul George, out of the game. They finally did that in the overtime and distanced themselves with a great overtime performance, 130 to 125. Again, we could go on and on about LeBron James, one of the, the for a guy that, you know, he's 38 years old, 21st season, one of the most minutes ever by someone playing that length of time, 42 minutes for him, 35 points, seven assists, 11 rebounds. Anthony Davis, 27 points, 10 rebounds, four block shots. D'Angelo Russell. A great game for him, 27 points, 6 assists. Austin Reeves, after getting smoked continuously by Russell Westbrook in the first half, came back strong. Came back strong indeed. Gave us really what we need playmaking-wise with some clutch play, 15 points, 7 assists, and 8 rebounds, 3 steals. The thing that sticks out the most, though, is Cam Reddish, a guy who I personally maligned. Still on the offensive end, it isn't pretty, but on the defensive end, his versatility and length. People ask him, why is he, you know, in our chat, why is he still in the lineup? Why is he still in the lineup? Well, this is why he's still in the rotation, is because of what he could do on the defensive end. Three steals, a lot of great contests against PG and also Kawhi. Truly a good game on the defensive end. Hopefully he can continue that go moving on, especially without Vanderbilt. Max Christie, unfortunately, getting extra time, could not get it done, only got one of seven from the field, one of five from deep. Christian Wood, however, once again, a clutch performance from him, 10 points, 11 rebounds, and a very important block shot on Ivica's new when we needed it the most. And the Lakers pull out an overtime victory, made it hard for not only themselves, but us, but a win is a win. And they win, and they beat the Clippers, getting that albatross off their back after so many regular season defeats to the Clippers. They win 130 to 125 in overtime. And here today, first man up, first man here, good man indeed. He's the madman from Toronto. He did get out of Toronto traffic to go ahead and check us out right here. Of course, not only on playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break, but also here at the Lakers Fast Break, wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Magic Man, Sean Grice. Sean, great to have you here. Very emotional roller coaster that we went on in that fourth quarter and overtime,
2: but it was well worth it. It was well worth it, Gerald. You know, I spent uh, I spent a lot of time in my grandfather's uh, carpentry um, studio. And uh, Gerald, are you familiar with why somebody uses sandpaper? I am. Yes. So. Sandpaper is used to, as a grit to make surfaces look a lot nicer than they already are. Now, this game required grit. Grit's an ingredient you need to for resolve. Grit's an ingredient in a championship team. We were down 61-48, Gerald, but it, it felt like a funeral in and, and playback. We
1: were down 37-19 team. in the first quarter.
2: So down 13 at half, and it felt like we were going to be down 20. But my goodness, they showed a lot of grit in that third quarter, man. 39 to 24. Very active. Held held them to under 25 points. Remember, Gerald, we were talking about that Sacramento game. That first quarter got away from them, and obviously the OT got away from them. But the second, third, and fourth quarter, they played good enough defense to win a game. I I felt that the second half was, was true grit. Uh, everybody picked each other up Every, everybody gets a, a gold star tonight. Everybody, they did their, played their roles to be honest, the start, not what we're looking for again, Gerald, but I mean, well, it, it's a small, it's a small criticism, uh, for a victory, but uh, again, getting off to that, that, uh, flat start again, um, put him behind the eight ball. And we, we've kind of seen this before, especially with the Darvin name coach team, is that the Lakers would like last year, for example? Last year they could be down twelve to sixteen points, and as Joe uh, reiterated in uh, playback, yeah, they could pull within six or eight. But then the team comes back, and then it's a three or goes on like a eleven four run. All of a sudden, instead of being down six, you're down thirteen or fifteen. This time they 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 didn't allow they didn't allow it to determine Gerald. The the they kept grinding it out. Uh, Almost not really paying attention to the scoreboard until we finally took the lead uh, there late in the third. Uh, But overall, great win. Uh, Flowers go off to Cam Reddish. I mean, even though Cam and Max didn't shoot the ball well, Cam gave good minutes. And Max Christie's defense was decent tonight, Gerald, in 22 minutes. Uh, So hats off to them. And, of course, him resurrected himself tonight in i think in that second half yes so looks looks good looks good and by the way the lakers are 2 and 1 in their division the last time they were 2 and 1 in their division this early in the year was the 2019-2020 season drill and we all know what happened
1: then another yeah. championship for the los angeles lakers indeed once again, it is the Los Angeles Lakers winning 130 to 125 in overtime. Also, here today, a good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out here at Lakers Fast Break. A great part of our playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. And a guy that, again, like me, went through the emotional roller coaster in that fourth quarter in the overtime. It is Joe Sorrow. And Joe, uh, great to have you here. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts on the game. Again, the Lakers. I think, yes, the score may not indicate that there was great defense played by individuals out there, but I kind of disagree. When you look and watch the game, you saw effort in that second half and overtime from the Lakers on the defensive end, and I think that's really what helped them progress and get the win tonight.
0: It was a tale of two issues tonight. The issue of uh, players that haven't shown up yet, or at least for the season. And then, of course, slow starts, which was surprising because they played very, very well in the preseason at, in every game, at the beginning of every game. I know it's preseason, but, hey, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I, I guess I was just expecting at least them to come out the gate with some some, some kind of consistency. This looked like every Laker-Clipper game from the last three years, the beginning, they were down 18 points. And then I don't know what switched other than the defense got a little tighter. And I think Kawhi Leonard might have... You know how when you, uh, in a a four-man relay, if you you go too fast, you lose the juice towards the end? I think that's what happened to Kawhi. Kawhi had enough rest in between the start and then the end so that he could, I guess, muster enough towards the end end, right? I wasn't expecting overtime. But Paul George kind of covered that that middle part for him, and he, he he could not get back into a rhythm. He hit a three, and then that obviously went the way it did. But I, I, I was very impressed with the man defense. I thought Cam Reddish uh, played phenomenal one-on-one defense. I thought he was able to put his hands up uh, at the right time, didn't really fall for any kind of jump fakes or any pump fakes, which is key, something that... Christian Wood has been very, very good at doing as well. Uh, just an overall phenomenal performance in the second half. Uh, I, I, the ending of the fourth quarter was uh, a, another just absolute travesty of, of, of officiating by the NBA. And this thing is just—it's an everyday. It's a, it's every single game. I mean that that goal ten call was an was a was atrocious,
1: absolutely terrible. And those are just
0: killers absolute killers in and in, in what it can do to a momentum what what it can do moment for momentum in a game like this and these guys dictate they dictate these wins and losses so much by just making boneheaded calls like that and darvin ham where the hell were you to challenge that you would have won that where why doesn't this guy do any why doesn't he do any calls I don't understand what's going on here. Why isn't anyone telling him? Tell maybe LeBron has to go slap him or something and tell him, look, I blocked that shot. I was trying to see if there was something He play. was
1: screaming. He was an- animated. I on don't that understand man.
0: it. I don't understand why you're not challenging those. They gave you an extra challenge for this reason so that you don't have to worry about saving it towards the end of the game. And this actually was at the end of the game, which would have which would have would have mattered. Now Looking at the whole game as in a as a looking at the game as a whole, it, it, this is why it's important for team basketball to mesh. I can't pick one or the other. AD had a good game. LeBron had a good game. Austin had a great two and a half. The last two and a half quarters had a great two and a half two and a half quarter. D'Lo had a good game. Christian Wood had a good game. Reddish had a had a spot there where he was just. Killing it on defense. And even to some degree, Christie, maybe not shooting well, but at least he was coherent on defense and at least was able to run around screens and do things like that. So I I this is what you call a team win. And it 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 took every ounce of every lucky shot that Clippers had to make and the refs helping them, and the Lakers still won. So it says a lot about how the Lakers mustered tonight. And the only negative in the end is, is the fact that LeBron had to play 40 minutes. Uh, the good thing is it is there is going to be two days off. We are playing Orlando on Saturday. And then we're going to have another couple of days off uh, before we face Miami. Um, or I should say another day off before we face Miami. Uh, I would really like, now that the team had this kind of coming out party for the season, <laughs> or to start the season, guys can... And they did have a good run. They, had a, they extended the lead when LeBron was sitting. So, guys... Can we give can we get LeBron only about twenty-six minutes for Saturday, please? And in Miami, maybe maybe thirty. Did that's- you see
1: that stat though that they flashed as far as how many games and is in his in his entire career that he's actually only played under thirty minutes? And it was like what seventy out of like yeah, go ahead, Magic. Go ahead, Magic.
2: Yeah, Gerald, it was it was five percent of fourteen hundred games. So that's yeah. So So think about that. 10% would be 140 around there. 5% is 70. 70
0: games. (laughs) You have to look at the context of that, though, okay? Look at LeBron's team's half his career. It's nobody's. And, I mean, I I wouldn't say nobody's. Let's say he affects that game way too much. He affects the team way too much to sit him down, even with guys like Kyrie and Kevin Love on the team back back when but of course even in, in the first what from 2003 2004 until 2010 who else was on that team other than Algoskis and Boogie Gibson or you know guys like that which uh, you know we wouldn't really consider uh you know perennial uh juggernauts but LeBron has spent half his half his career at the very least being the guy I mean I'm talking like if you take him out the the, the whole house falls go ahead
2: yeah, uh, Gerald. So if you if you read through the yeah. uh, the rules and the officiating note there, it says that if a coach is to challenge, there is a sequence that they must follow in order for that challenge to be reviewed. You have to call a timeout. No ifs, no ands, no buts. Ham refuses to call timeouts, Gerald. He wants to save them for the fourth quarter. And ultimately, I think that's what's preventing him from challenging all, all of these plays is that he
0: fears that if he loses, he's going to lose those timeouts. Okay, then why didn't he call a timeout on the last play before regulation ended? That's a good so, the, question. The, the point that's a is good question.
2: We're not. The we're not.
0: We're not there. We're, I wish we could ask him that. Yeah, that that's something he needs to. He, somebody needs to ask. Forget about the timeout at that point. You call that play. Goes your way, you'll win the game. What are you worried about it's, timeouts it's a mo- at that it's, point? It's a, swing. it's a swing possession. I was hoping I didn't have to harp on this. I want to talk about the good stuff in the game. Uh, but it, it is it, it, the idiocy of, of these things. This is basic, basic common sense at this point. Why can't he make this call? This isn't just the first time he's done this. He keeps doing this. The refs, I mean, Jesus Christ. I'm, uh, is it just us? Or is everybody getting this treatment? I don't understand what's going on here. Why? Well, is- as Intel
1: Wild said, you know, hands, you know, again in his pockets, mentally this time in the super chat. But you agree he's just hesitating too much on not actually going after the refs on these calls. So do we
0: give him credit for the adjustments at halftime? Yes. Right. But then you're like you're sitting there like I wanna I wanna say yes, but then you. You, you fumble the the basic stuff. That's that's worse. When you do such, such good things here, and then you fumble the basic stuff.
1: Because this is a game that should have gone away, one by eight or ten. This
0: thing should have been over. And again, I, I'm not going to blame him for what happened towards the end of the game. That was just... These freaking guys just kept making things out of their ass. Sometimes that happens. It's just, I, I don't even know what what the... I, I don't know. It's just these guys keep making these shots against us because they're they're a perennial loser that can't do jack squat except when they play us. And I, again, I, the hell with the Clippers, the hell with the refs, the hell with Ham's stupid moves. The Lakers played a complete team focus tonight, and everyone contributed. Every single guy contributed in some way. Congratulations tonight. You finally put a damn W over these A-holes, and that's all we should care about at this point.
1: That's something you had mentioned uh, over the summer. That's something that you wanted to get crossed off the list is victories and winning the season series against the Clippers. They are certainly on their way to doing that.
2: This is Rafael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break.
1: Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Uh, so, you would watch The Tomorrow War before The Matrix?
0: Yes. If
1: you forced me down, you, I was tied into a chair and I had to watch one thing, I would say The Matrix Resurrections. Really? Funny. Yeah, because of all the cutscenes, I could remember what a good movie was like. <laughs> <laughs> Well played, sir. Well played. Yes, that's the only reason for the flashbacks, is to remind you what a good Matrix movie was. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on worldwide radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it is the Lakers' fast break. It is Joe Soro, Magic Man, Sean Grice, and me, Gerald Glasser. Thanks so much for watching. listening. the Lakers do win in overtime, 130-125. to 125. Magic, man, we're going to go on about LeBron and AD here in a little bit. But the thing I want to focus on this time last week, we actually dedicated episodes to this about our great concerns over the backcourt, D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves and how bad they were playing. They were playing like the worst, one of the worst NBA backcourts, period. No question about it. Today, or in the past two games for D'Angelo, He has shown up and shown up very mightily. And today in that second half, Joe said two and a half quarters. You're right. And since the third quarter on, you got the kind of tandem that you needed from the Los Angeles Lakers. How good does it feel for you to see that backcourt absolutely becoming the backcourt that you you saw during parts of the playoff stretch?
2: It's very nice to see you, Gerald and uh you know me, I'm uh, I'm gonna be the on the Reeves bus uh till it breaks down. Uh really love the kids resolve. Uh no ifs, ands, or buts around it. Uh, he was flat out terrible um defensively and his shot was just wonky as you know what uh to start out, but he kept at it. Who knows, Gerald? We're gonna find out what happened at halftime. That's what I'd like to know. Something changed at halftime for everybody in that locker room. Um, it was just a different connectivity when they came out. They they it felt like it felt like they were like this. That there was nothing that was going to untether them. No conflict, no obstacles. They pulled through, Gerald. It was it was a gritty, it was a gritty effort by those two. Look, 42, 13, and 10 from that tandem. Take that every day. Plus, Gerald, they were nine of nine from the line, including uh I think Austin went four or four uh in the last three minutes in the fourth quarter. So it was great to see it. Uh, hopefully it'll it'll um it'll maneuver itself. Maybe this is being a flashpoint or an embers for the spark for those two to continue on this stellar play. But I, I just, I just think at this, at this point in time, Gerald, the adjustments that they made at halftime with Reeves defensively was, was a key. Um, he was put on Russell Westbrook, and uh, you know what? I, up until Cam Reddish had to, had to check him because PG fell out. Wasn't doing. He wasn't doing a, a, a half bad job, Joe. It wasn't as if Russ was cooking him again in the first quarter, uh, as he was in the third. So that was a great adjustment in the Mappy form. But it needs to continue because we're we're playing a hungry Orlando team next, and then you've got a very uh, pesky team in the Heat too. So he's got to keep up this this gritty performance.
1: We'll see what happens. He does get an extra day off, so we're looking forward to seeing what happens as he heads over along with the rest of the Lakers to Orlando. But Joe, bring it back to you, you've got to be pleased about what you saw from the backcourt. You got what you needed from the backcourt. We had talked about this time last week our great concerns over how badly both D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reese were playing. Do you feel like a little bit of that has been lifted? Two games now, D'Angelo has been very consistent 20 plus in each of those games. And Austin Reese in that second half played more like the Austin Reese. We know for the first time this season, do you have a little bit more confidence now heading out on this road trip? Well,
0: uh, we have this conflict between the heart and the, and the brain and being in a culture now of instant gratification. And for those of you who think you're not a part of that, you're, you're delusional. I'll admit i'm on my phone getting things like this when i want it when i think of something i get on the phone and look for it right away i want instant gratification on that and that's that's how we've been built here with the age of information so it's spilled over to everything it's not just information it spills over to uh people doing things for us whether it's at work or at home and then of course something that is as mundane as 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 or unimportant in the grand scheme of things as entertainment basketball uh we're gonna be harping on that even more because again there's no consequence we're behind a a computer we're behind our own tvs they can't hear us yelling at them so we feel we feel obligated that after two or three missed shots in a row we want to send d'angelo to uh Saskatchewan and let him freeze to death there or Austin Reeves all of a sudden turns into her instead of him and now you know we 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 shouldn't have signed him you know stuff like that you know but at the end I'm gonna I'm gonna point out to a couple things so that you guys understand maybe why this thing turned out the way it did at some point your offense shows up If you're a good offensive player and D'Angelo is a good offensive player and Austin Reeves is a good offensive player. They just happen to not have good offensive outputs the first few games of the year where we were hurting is on the defensive side. Right. And we're not expecting D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves to be shut down corners. That's a little metaphor there, but you know what I mean, Sean, right? Uh, However, what they did do very well in the second half was funnel the players. So stayed in front of their guys. Just stay in front, be a nuisance, at least there. And then if you happen to know that they're going to go a certain way, funnel them to the boys, funnel them to AD, AD made it very, very clear that you are not going to get an easy shot. And Christian Wood made it very clear that if AD is busy, I'm here too. My God, if you're talking about something that's going to be valuable down the stretch, that is going to be valuable. Someone who's, I, I, I is it is it just me or is, is Christian Wood really 6'9"? Six, six, he, he looks like he's seven one. Is it no? Just he me? he's he's six ten. Okay, he's a big yeah. boy. He's a, he's know, a big what, boy. Whatever big boy. Whatever they list him at, he don't look six ten. He looks seven and and up. And that that block on on
2: Zubac. That's you know what, what skill he's really got. Joe, he can jump really high in a telephone booth, like really high. That's really I'm, helpful as a help defender for Anthony Davis. If I'm you've got very, that, if yeah. you've got that kind of leaping ability, plus your your long, his
0: anticipation. The, the 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 key with defensive players is the ability to anticipate well, not to not to go for fakes not to overshoot your, your your block. Those things carry a lot of weight. And in that sequence, when he blocked uh, uh shot, you could see him going, man, you ain't getting this shot out. I'm waiting, waiting, waiting until the last second, and boom. Right? And if Reddish hadn't missed the shot and then <laughs> Wood had – a uh, rebound dunk to, to basically seal the game, Reddish could have just given him the ball and he would have dunked it, right? But he, I guess he was padding his stats. He got an extra rebound out of it, so that was a good thing. But in, in the end here, guys, what what set this game into a different direction for the Lakers was the fact that the guys who struggled on defense, the guys that were getting lost in all the pick and rolls and all the movement going on, They stayed steady, and then when they knew they weren't able to do what they needed to do, they were able to funnel their guy to the boys who could be a problem. And they kept doing it, and they kept doing it. And on top of that, their offensive game flourished at the same time. That third quarter was probably the best third quarter I've seen in the Darvin Ham coaching era. It was complete dominance. We don't have that quarter. I don't think we win this game. I mean, it looked like a completely different team in the third quarter the fourth quarter was kind of steady they kept it steady until the refs came in and screwed it up and then the Clippers start pulling rabbits out of their a-holes at the end shooting shots out of their ears and left nostrils and all that and then of course you know finally we were able to take advantage of a fifth foul and get Paul George and his whining ass after clearly seeing a foul getting his ass out and then every all the pressure went to Kawhi Kawhi made a a last-ditch effort there, but in the end, he was the only one that could make a shot, really. And then, of course, the Lakers had Austin, they had D'Lo, they had LeBron, they had AD doing their thing, and, of course, they had Christian Wood. So, great team win. Great team win. Great adjustments. Uh, I'm going to leave this last bit to everyone who's watching and Laker, Laker fans out there. Guys, it's the fifth game. You know, Let let this marinate a little. Let this marinate a little. Our focus now as fans is hopefully we go to Orlando. We got a couple days off here. You go to Orlando and you take what you, you know, Darvin Ham can say, guys, look what you guys did in this five-minute sequence when LeBron was sitting. You guys were able to extend the lead. You guys played well. It was cohesive. Everything was running nice. We want to have this at least for a half. If you can have that for, for one half for this road trip, we can get out of there maybe with a 3 and 1 record. That's my hope right now for this road trip and if we come out of it 3 and 1, I'm very I'm very happy with a 6 and 3 record after 9 games, then I'd be one game away from my prediction of 7 and 3.
1: Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win in overtime 130 to 125. Thanks big shout out to our awesome awesome chat room. Big shout out to Intel Wild, Darren, Serge, Kenneth Nazgul even came back just to say, you know, congratulations to us. So truly appreciate it. Search has the best line, double agent Westbrook. I love that because, you know, while he had a great game himself, wouldn't you know, down the stretch, Magic Man, Russell Westbrook, clip's gonna clip, my friend. And Westbrook's gonna Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Or in Westbrook. this case, Westlip.
2: Westlip. Yep. Yep. You know what, Cheryl? He had a great night shooting from three. And if you had told me, you know what, Sean, Russell Westbrook's going to have a great night shooting for three, but he's going to slip on a banana peel at the end of the game and it's going to mm-hmm. allow the Lakers to win. I'd take that all day, Gerald. Absolutely Bring it right. on. Bring it on. Russ. So one
1: of the things, well, let me ask you this now. Getting back, yes, to Russ, thank you so much. Again, truly appreciate it want to give a big shout-out to everybody. Kenneth Stone, absolutely great to always have you here, my friend. Truly appreciate everyone being part. Guga, who I think just went to bed because he's uh, it's 3 a.m. in Brazil. Truly appreciate you taking the time to go ahead. And and Viva Brazil, thank you so much for being part. There you go, Samba indeed. But let me ask you this, Magic Man. When it comes to some of the unheralded players, Cam Reddish, again, someone who – uh, I really was against coming on to the Lakers, and someone that you know was talked about so much in social media beforehand. Got to get him on Lakers. Got to get him on Lakers. It still is not very pretty at all on the offensive end, but his versatility and his length on the defensive end is making a contribution, and he's playing against the top guys on the other team. PG Kawhi, Russ. He's causing issues and causing problems for them. I even thought the call that he got late on the three-pointer, that was absolutely weak. And if his name was the other way around and Cam Reddish taking the shot and PG, they would not have called it on PG. So I want to hear your thoughts on Cam Reddish. Again, not the prettiest thing in the world on the offensive end, but on the defensive end, he is making contributions. He's getting the steals. His length is bothering the other's teams. And really, that's what you'd like to see.
2: Yeah, 100%, Gerald. He's playing de- defense as advertised. Um, you know, it was it was come and go uh, in uh, Atlanta with this. And I got to be honest, Gerald, I didn't really see him play this kind of defense uh, with the Knicks because if he had, uh, Tibbs would have would have played him well over 35, 40 minutes a night uh, with that kind of effort. So they uh, – the maligned minimums, Gerald, have turned into the money minimums for the Lakers because uh, right now Cam Reddish and Wood are money when uh, when you put them on the floor right now, both uh, performing very admirably. Uh, I will say this, uh, Gerald, um, we're going to have to, as Joe said, we're going to have to wait and, and um, see how everything marinates. One of Reddish or Vando has to have like respectable three point shot.
1: Yeah. If
2: one of them has a respectable three point shot, then fundamentally, I think you could you could get away with stretches with playing both of them if you have, you know, that that big lineup that we talked about. If Wood, AD, and LeBron are all, all out there, LeBron could be your de facto point guard, Gerald. I mean, uh, and with the lineup that big. Uh, and with uh Cam Reddish really being uh, an excellent point of attack defender and Vando's ability to cover about about uh, half the half the floor himself in a half court setting um it bodes well it it, it just it just goes to show you though uh, whatever was told to these guys even after they signed they're all playing the roles Gerald it, it nobody's really trying to do more than they have to even and i say that even with austin reeves because he had that really poor game against the kings these last two he's kind of settled down a little bit and tried to try to focus on the little things
1: i'll tell you what though a great thing to see as far as anthony davis and intel wild in the super chat once again truly appreciate it magic man great thoughts right there from you as well my friend uh, Davis came to the night, Joe, with 15,944 career points, which ranked 120th. He's now passed Pistol Pete for 119th with 15,944 career points plus what he got tonight. So great job indeed, because so you could add 27 more onto that. So he is now in 119th all time, heading for the top 100 of all time in the scoring list. So congratulations to Anthony Davis on that. But, Joe, Getting back to the game, I want to go ahead and thank you again, Intel Wild, for the super chat. I want to ask you this. When it comes to Christian Wood, Christian Wood, again, someone who was very much maligned. Uh, You know, the Mavs wanted nothing to do with him upon his departure. Uh, The league didn't want anything to do with him, and he had to sign the minimum for the Lakers. Part of that reason was because the defense, and yes, uh, he is not the stopper that we're seeing from let's say reddish level but he is providing good timely defense for the most part good rebounding although pj tucker got him a couple times but still for the most part he is providing what you need and now in the past week has providing you some threes and some offense as well Joe.
0: also the 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 offensive rebound issue is a as been getting less he got a
1: key offensive rebound and that slam dunk put back
0: yes it's been it was it was something that we had to deal with last year a lot and it was starting again at the beginning of the year I'd say we would have probably won that Kings game if we had gotten a few more offensive rebounds but we have to be realistic guys this is a a lot of half these guys are new and uh, we talked about it during the summer that once we knew that the, the rosters were going to be set, especially when, when Christian Wood was signed, we have to see who's going to understand their roles. Who's really going to understand their roles. And these injuries that happened with the additional talent that they they, they acquired this year, uh, this offseason, look what it did today. We didn't even miss a beat with Gabe gone, Prince gone, Vando gone. That's three players that would play one is a starter the other is a backup point guard the other is a possible starter so they have three valuable players that didn't play today but we didn't notice because the guys that we had that 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 replaced them brought value enough value for tonight's game that it didn't it didn't affect the lakers like you can't probably sit there and say well if we had had vando Gabe, and, and Torian Prince, we would have blown the Clippers out. It probably would have played out the same way, and that's the point. The point is the Lakers have accumulated enough talent to combat these type, type of issues with injuries. The only ones we can't replace, obviously, is LeBron and AD, but that's like that for anything. That's like saying, well, if if the starting quarterback in the NFL is out, you're screwed. Yeah, of course, because the NBA, the NFL is – uh, quarterback heavy right that's 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 what makes the, the league go so in this situation especially this game it showed you how important getting this depth was during the offseason and if these guys guys like cam reddish who have been problem people jackson hayes who some have said focus was an issue yeah he gave us some
1: good minutes in their time look, it, it, look
0: everyone played well tonight for who they are Jackson Hayes brought some value tonight, even though he played a limited role. Same thing with Max Christie. You can't expect these guys to be all world. That doesn't make any sense. The, the cool thing about the Christian Wood thing is, and we've had this discussion several times, is that you this guy is not a minimum player talent. This guy should be making, based off what the market says for his talent, 15 to 20 mil a year. And we're getting them at 2.7, so we're already winning here. We—he's helped us win two games, really, like really helped us win two games that maybe we not might not win without him. The Phoenix game and in this game, so I had a good feeling that Austin was going to bounce out of this. I, I just there was nothing that told me that he wasn't going to get out of this because I actually we saw it last year with him struggling at the beginning of the year. And something happened during the summer. He was exploited, but this is the. you your professionals, guys. They adjust to you, you adjust to them. They adjust to you, you adjust to them. You have to continue that process. That's the difference between professionals and amateurs. That's the difference between professionals who have a long career versus those who don't. Those who can't adjust, those who don't want to grind and watch video and try to improve their game they're the ones that don't make it in the NBA no know how talented they are. So, in conclusion, if this is what we see here, guys, for the rest of the year, the Lakers are going to be a problem. Because if everybody buys into their role, and they understand there's going to be some games where they're not going to be playing more than five minutes, some are going to be playing 29 minutes, and then the next game they're going to play 10 minutes. If they understand that, this is going to run very well as long as everybody stays healthy.
1: Go ahead, Sean.
2: Yeah. You know what, Gerald? Uh, again, good for him for making that adjustment because Jackson Hayes didn't play five minutes tonight. He made sure he played him almost 15 minutes. So, th- th- you know, this is the point. Don't play him and Rui like five to seven minutes out of, you know, when you got when you have all this uh, maneuverability. Those guys are more efficient as the game goes on. Like that, that again, uh, sort of Sort of noticing that as well, Jill. Do you notice how Christian Wood is getting more efficient the later we get into games? Cause I've noticed that. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I that's like you've got to I, been, as
1: Nasgul said, you know, they came out with a different mentality in that second half, Sean.
2: Yes, they did, Jill. They did. We we played uh in the fast break a lot. LeBron was pushing the ball. Austin was pushing the ball. There was an emphasis on it. Lou said in his postgame uh, comments, Joe, that he thought that was the difference in the game. The Lakers outscored the uh, Clippers uh, in transition 24-9. to That makes a big difference. And now that we've seen the, the um, early returns here, I, again, it's still early. But there, are, there is a more and more uh, clamoring, Gerald, for this big lineup. Yeah. That's, and you know that... what?
1: I'm going to give Adam his credit, you know, and Alan as well. Both those guys have been clamoring for the three big lineup. I was worried mm-hmm. about especially who guards the three. They've been able to get away with it so far and been able to prosper because of it, Sean.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I got to give those
1: guys credit because they believed in it. And I was kind of like, uh, eh, because, you know, quickness. It may not be the perfect thing against the – right team, but for the teams that they've been facing off so far, they've been able to get away with it.
2: Yeah. You've been able to get away with it. So, I mean, you got to. I know they say you got to stick with what works. Well, sometimes what works uh, today doesn't work tomorrow. So you have to change it up. Uh, but yeah, Gerald, I, I, and again, well bringing up another point we talked about uh, in the summer and preseason if the big lineup performed well, then it would force him to really make uh, a decision. Like, he's got to decide whether he wants to favor the big lineup or he wants to favor the three-guard lineup. Well, there's no evidence right now that this three-guard should be up here. The big lineup should be up here. Got to stick with the hot hand, Gerald. When you're on the heater, you never get off the heater. Right, Gerald? Exactly.
1: Exactly. Uh, Although, again, you know, for a while in that fourth quarter, again, the the fact that PG had five fouls. Again, Ivica Zubac, although he was taken out of the game, also had five fouls. Uh, Norman Powell got his fifth foul. Uh, We saw in overtime what you talk about. When you get these guys out of foul trouble, you know, out in foul trouble with six fouls, it makes it so much easier because you're bringing guys in that are cold, and can't quite do what a PG or a Norman Powell does effectively when you get them out of the game, right, Sean?
2: Yes, Gerald. Uh well well stated that, that's that's very good. Yes. some well, that's bringing... something
1: you brought up continuously. So when yeah. you get them out of the game with those fouls <laughs> makes it so much easier.
2: It makes it so much easier. Yeah, exactly. And given their they're bereft of depth uh tonight because of the uh couple of trades that they've made. Uh it was yeah, it was obvious, Gerald. I mean, if you if you have an opportunity to to get rid of their two of their three best perimeter defenders, you take every avenue and opportunity to do that. Uh last year we were waiting for it with with, with uh, Jalen Brown and it didn't happen. And Luka Doncic and it didn't happen. And Then Devin Booker and it didn't happen. They made the adjustment today, Gerald. We have to give Darwin Hamp some credit uh because either I think somebody told him he did I think somebody told him Gerald but regardless it was LeBron I think LeBron yes of course so it's a point of emphasis to attack and by the way that PG foul was so obvious and and they went to review that that was
1: a longer replay Than than reddish than reddish's which was absolutely as close and razor thin of not being a foul as you can make it yet they just said, oh, okay, we're going to give it to you, PG. Yet on the other end, of course, oh, PG smacked him on the arm, but we're going to go ahead and review it for five minutes. Again, what what Joe was talking about.
2: The officiating was very shaky today. Um, uh, Swallowing whistles when you shouldn't be swallowing them, and then using whistles uh, half a second or a second and a half afterwards, which, again, you've heard me say this before. If you don't see it, don't call it. Don't make. Don't don't make this a, a scenario where we're constantly having to to work around this problem where you don't see a foul but you call it anyway. Why? If you don't see it, you don't call it. That's a rule. It, all the players know it. Even the refs know it. And again, just very disorganized from a from a communication point of view, Gerald. The long delays in replay, there was also a long delay because they didn't know uh, where the uh, outbounds pass uh, should be. It was just a lot of, just again, to go Jack Nicholson from uh, The Shining, they interfere.
1: Absolutely, indeed. But once again, the Lakers do win 130-125. to 125. Great win in overtime by the Lakers. Thank you so much to Intel Wild. $40 contribution there. Truly appreciated for getting 40-plus likes here on YouTube. Cannot thank you enough, Intel, for your kindness in the super chat. Joe, let's bring it back to you, my friend. When it comes down to it, are you encouraged now that Austin Reese may be taking some steps forwards after tonight's game, especially in that second half? Are you encouraged that the possibility he can now – play a little bit more comfortably he's still going to be torched on defense he's still going to be targeted we know this but the fact he can make you pay with his playmaking and hopefully better shooting skills that he showed and demonstrated in the second half at least it gives you some more room for comfort because we already had him coming off the bench we already had him out of the lineup and almost out of the rotation because of how bad he was playing it was some people in some circles, including us, we were thinking that may be a possibility. Are you more encouraged by his play after tonight?
0: I was more encouraged by the fact that the Clippers were just running a clinic and it didn't mentally destroy the team. It didn't destroy Austin's mentality or Delo's. Uh, D- These kind of games can, can set a precedent. For, for a season in so many ways. Uh, it, it's some measly fifth game of the year, but because of the circumstances of what's been going on the last three years with this team, the Clippers played well enough to win this game. They dropped, <laughs> uh, what is it, 130, 125 points. This, this should have been a win for the Clippers. But what the Lakers did was they figured out how to adjust finally to the Clippers' defense and started exploiting their weaknesses there were pockets there was a little bit of zone that they were playing that the lakers were able to kind of bust every now and then why make shots right that's the best way to bust the zone is to make shots there's a lot of empty area on the on the court when you do run a zone and they didn't get frustrated when paul was paul paul george would kept kept hitting runner threes or if Kawhi would would what, 18 points in the first 10 minutes of the game. I do want one thing, though. I do want this double-digit deficit in the first five minutes to stop. I'd like them to start leading from the beginning. I didn't know if that was going to be a problem later. Usually it was. Usually you, you, you try so hard to come back, they make a couple of shots, and then all of a sudden the momentum goes back to the team that you're trying to catch up to but in this case they as soon as they took that that first 1 point lead they seemed to get more energy from it and then they kind of went all the way with it which is which is probably the most amazing part about the game is i'd like to know what what reinvigorated you guys was it the fifth game of the year and your body starting to get used to the 82 game grind i think that might be it i think no matter how much you prepare, no matter how much you work on, no matter how much you're hitting the, the, uh, the bag and boxing and playing international ball, the NBA game is a completely different game. Even the professionals in the international game, the NBA game, the NBA. So when, the, when when that fossil down in San Antonio was all, well, this isn't the world champion here. Yes, the NBA, you are the world champion because this is the number one league on the planet. Okay, you could have 400 leagues around the world that don't amount to dick when it comes to the NBA champion. The NBA champion is the best team in the world because it's the number one league in the world. So. Takes a minute, maybe for some of these guys to kind of get into the groove. And it looks like they got into the groove that third quarter. The only thing that could derail this is. The dog days, you know we're going to face a team here between now and whenever where you're just like, man, they can't make stuff. They look like they're dead. They look like they're jet lag. We're just going to have to take the L on this. That happens. But I would like this kind of effort whenever they're playing a really, really good team. This felt like a really good win against a really good team. and I feel like it's been a while in the regular season where we've had this kind of game. And it's also nice to know that the Lakers are three and at home already. That feels good. And yes, Two and ten is dead. That's never gonna, that's not now officially not gonna happen. So it
1: cannot cannot happen. But it took now. us five games.
0: It took us five games. And then again, I never thought we were gonna go two and ten anyways, but I would love for us to come back from this road trip three and one and then come back home on that next game and win that one uh and, and go seven and ten in the first ten games. And a lot of it's gonna come down to the 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 newly confident guards and the newly confident role players. Guys, if you just keep playing the way you did tonight a lot of them are young, man. They could probably consistently do this. You guys play like this with LeBron on the bench and extending leads. You're going to make things much easier for you down the road. And Le- LeBron had energy towards the end of this game because of it. even though he played 40 minutes, he had the energy because he wasn't killing himself during those times where they were catching up and extending the lead. He was he's playing also, ahead.
2: He's also, he's also in his 21st season leading the league in fourth quarter
0: scoring and i'm gonna i'm gonna end that almost, almost 10 points a quarter ladies and gentlemen this is going to be a repeat we're going to be saying this a lot holy crap what a player this guy is lebron james is unbelievable he is a basketball savant he is when you make a basketball player in terms of physical execution longevity you make LeBron James not say he's the greatest of all time but man if you're gonna make one this is the guy this guy was made to play professional basketball in every sense of the word he was destined he was he's a basketball player if there was no basketball in in this world I don't know what he would be great at I really don't he is ridiculously great and he is still not getting enough credit for what he's doing in his 21st season. It's unbelievable. What, 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 what an athlete, what a player.
1: I know Tycoon was uh, talking about uh, how we would not trade Rui at this point in time. No, nobody's being traded yet. These guys don't even come off as far as being eligible for trade until mid December or January at the earliest in some cases, but it all depends. When it comes to down to it at the trade deadline, magic man and Joe, It. We're not sure who will be playing, you know, how effectively then. Rui's is not having a great start to his season. Now he's got the concussion. Let's hope it doesn't, you know, snowball into just a season that we'd like to forget. Let's hope he can get back on track. But any of these guys in the mid-teens with their contracts, they've all got to be at some point in time, if they do not play consistently, Sean and Joe, You know, something down the line that we have to worry about. But then again, right now it's only game five. We need to focus right now, see what we have for the Lakers. Obviously, we're getting great contributions from a variety of people, Sean. And that's what you want right now, heading out on a long
2: road trip. Yeah, absolutely, Gerald. Uh, It's going to be topsy turvy this whole year long. You want to be a Laker fan? Here's the ticket. You buy the ticket, you take the ride for good, for bad. For ugly right now, it's pretty good. Uh, as far as you know, um, the scuttlebutt about uh who's in, who's out, who's locked in, uh, who's a, a trick. I mean, we could talk about that till the cows come home, Gerald. I I think there's a time and pl- a time and place for all of it. Uh, I will say this though, Austin being in a little bit of a slump caused most of Laker. And by the way. Lakers Nation, you guys had Austin Reeves on your show interviewing him, and we got receipts that said you were ready to to blow back on him tonight. Lakers Nation was ready to burn Austin Reeves at the stake, Gerald. After having him on, they were they, and I want it on record now because we know that you did, and. Him turn it around, Gerald. So it's gonna be a long year. I'm just glad we got the victory. This I just want to
1: see him put it together. Let's see him put it together. Yeah, two, three,
0: four games games. in a row. Yeah, so
2: you know it's not. It wasn't a a one hit uh, wonder. No, no, no.
0: This is not. You're paying him fourteen million dollars a year. This is not. We we cannot have a five game window. No, 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 no. I never, I never thought
1: talking about never, you know having a good good series of games look, look, then, look, then look, having another look, good series of games just being consistently what he was like he ended up last season
2: yeah yeah be you know you know be consistent that's it that, that that's that, that's a good word you know be the beastie boys be the beastie boys constantly being consistent don't be dixie's midnight runners we don't need Austin Reeves as a Dixie Midnight Runner. Oh my runner. gosh,
1: we already talked about bad songs already. Yeah, the oh, playback.tv
2: oh, slash Hickers Fast Break. That, that is all-time bad. Okay. All-time. We'll and throw won, out some
1: more Chubba Wumba at you.
2: Well, you know what, something, Gerald? You and I <laughs> both hate that song. Guess what? Won a Grammy. So there's no accounting for taste
1: yes but joe singing pissing the night away pissing the night away on the uh, playback was absolutely killer
2: well we both me and joe both find that uh song rather uh it's terrible yeah it's 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 a dump of a dump
1: we're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the lakers fast break podcast Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. But once again, it is the Lakers. Uh, Truly appreciate you being here on a victory for the Lakers, 130 to 125 in overtime over the Clippers. Truly looking forward to the road ahead We'll be here every day, even on the days off for the Los Angeles Lakers, talking about the Lakers and the NBA. Joe, I mean, just a great victory overall, great performances. Uh, you know, you got the the bench guys to go ahead and contribute. Even if they couldn't play well on offense, they gave you something on defense. Just overall, a great team victory like you prefaced it in the beginning.
0: Yeah, when I was looking at the play, there was a, there was a play at the top of the the key, I should talk about the three-point line, actually, where uh, I believe it was uh, Russell Westbrook uh, bringing the ball up. And it was one of those things where why is Austin Reeves in this position? He doesn't have the lateral quickness to stay anywhere near somebody like, like Russell Westbrook, even at his advanced age. And this could be also a factor of just bad lineups, bad – philosophy on defense bad offensive scheme bad everything and you got to put your players in the right positions too players like this especially players like like uh, austin reeves and the deangelos they need to be coached they need to be coached consistently uh, aggressively all the time the stars you you can coach them but their talent some is, is out of this world to the point where their talent can kind of cover a lot of the the deficiencies in and around a particular set or a particular offense, right. Or defense. Yeah. So I, I, I was not, I was not encouraged by the continuous bad locations of certain guys. Um, But then things tightened up. The passing lanes started to close down the offensive rebounds were, were, were not there for the other team. We, they were missing shots, and they were getting the rebound. They, they, the Clippers players, other than the two stars, really couldn't do anything. And that's what you're supposed to do, guys. Guys like Paul George, guys like Kawhi Leonard, are supposed to pull rabbits out of their hats because they're the stars. What I liked about the team today is they didn't let anybody else become a problem. Whereas the first four games, in most of those games, you let nobody's sugs or, or. Uh, or Brown out of Denver, they, you, you let those guys become studs for like five and 10 minutes during the game. And that is what ultimately will kill you because you can't concentrate on those guys too much. Otherwise you're gonna leave the stars open and then they're gonna you know, make way with you. So in this game, you could feel the control. You could feel the identity develop. Remember when we talked about identity, what is the identity of this team? Okay, it's, it's, it's LeBron-esque. It's a LeBron-centric offense. It's a LeBron-run team. Cool, I get that. But I'd rather worry about that and think about that in the playoffs. In the regular season, we want to make sure LeBron is fresh for those times. And of course, AD, in the first five games of the season, even though he didn't play too well in the second half of the Denver game, Right now, AD should he consistently do what he's doing right now for another, I don't know, seventy-seven games? Is that being too greedy? Might <laughs> be. Let's say another seventy games. Let's be a little greedy. If AD plays seventy-five games this season and plays like this, three and a half games out of the four a week, he will win Defensive Player of the Year this year. Won't we'll win MVP because we need him to play well for four games every week. But we may, we will probably have a defensive player of the year waiting for him at the end of the year. And of course, starting starter in the All-Star game, and hopefully someone who's sees as his second title being a little bit more of a stamp on his legacy. Does he care about his legacy? That's always kind of the question with AD. Does he really care about his legacy? Is he satisfied? With his legacy he has a legacy right he has a legacy right now if he were to retire right now he has a legacy but does he want it to be more if he does and he really wants to win another title what better time to do it than right now this is perfect he's got depth he's got young guys around him lebron is still playing well hell let's see what let's see what you got big fella because if you keep showing what you're showing now you have four blocks tonight two steals. It's always, it's always four blocks, two steals, three steals, three blocks. The guy's a amazing player. I He'd be the only player that I think I could predict if he played enough games where he'd lead the league in blocks and steals as a big man. He is capable of that. As crazy as that sounds, I have never seen a big man block shots and steal the ball as much as he does. Is it just me? Did, did Hakeem? Was Hakeem a good Ball stealer? I don't remember. I just remember him swatting everything. Yes, yes,
2: he was. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. He's I believe he is eighth all
0: time in steals, Joe. So we our assessment of AD being a Hakeem part two type player on defense is accurate. The only difference between him and Hakeem is Hakeem was there day in and day out, game in and game out, and has the hardware to prove it. I'd like to see AD get... It would be, it would be like Troy Polamalu or Ed Breed not win a Defensive Player of the Year award uh, in their re- respective sports if AD doesn't end up with at least one Defensive Player of the Year award. He should have two already. Again, I don't know what it is about the, the Lakers and not getting MVPs and awards, but he should be getting a Defensive Player of the Year award here before he retires. And if he plays 75 games this year, I believe he will get it. And if he does get it, that means the Lakers are on the right path. Should LeBron stay healthy in competing for a championship?
1: Now Marcus is saying that uh, even though he wants AD to be the leader of the team, uh, he's still not ready yet. No. I just don't think it's in AD's mentality to to want to be that guy. Yeah, Marcus, there's no, <sighs> at least on a play, on, at least Here's... on a team that level. Here's, We're not talking New Orleans yeah. five hundred, New Orleans. We're talking it's about not the team it for yeah, the it's not a bad thing. it's not a
0: bad thing. Here, I'm going to give you guys a player, and you you all know who he is. He is James Worthy. He's James Worthy. James Worthy never was the leader. He led by example. He was a great team player. He's a Hall of Famer. He was big game James and big games and all that, but. There's a difference between this guy and then this guy. Just It's just a little bit. It's like this much. Worthy was here. Magic and Kareem were here. LeBron is here. AD is here. It's always going to be like that. It's just the ability to control a game, the ability to control the moment is usually that extra guy, that extra little thing that, just a few people in, in, the, in the history of the sport have. And, and I don't, I don't, I just don't see AD being that guy, unless again, if, if LeBron retires, let's say, or leaves in 2025 and AD is the guy, I don't still don't know necessarily if he's going to be that guy. They're going to need to bring somebody in that could at least be as equal or maybe somebody above, which is again, that's down the road. I don't want to really think about it at this point. It's still LeBron's team. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care if LeBron is fifty years old and can't play. It still would be his team.
1: Once again, it's the Lakers' fast break. The Lakers do win, one thirty to one twenty-five. Don't forget, we will be live. Pippen was close.
0: I I I know some have some were expecting me to say Jordan Pippen. I I don't know. I'll, I'll end it at this, and I'll let you finish, Gerald. No worries. It took Kobe and Shaq. and B. B Shaw's three-pointers in Game 7 in 2000 for Pippen to not be that guy. He was that close. All they had to do was close out the Lakers in that fourth quarter, and Pippen would have had his own title and a completely different ending of his career. Imagine Pippen, because I really believe the Lakers don't win that game. There's a lot of things that are going to fall down. I don't know if they would have been able to get into 2001 with the same team. I don't know if they wouldn't have just kind of figured out another way to get something going on. We don't know that we'll never know. Thank God. But if Pippen wins in 2000, he is then sitting likely because I still believe they put Portland would have beat Indiana. He is sitting with seven titles, at least probably on his way to his eighth title with Portland. Cause I think that would have changed history. I think they would have gone. It would it, When you win, it changes your mentality. It really does. And, Pippin had that ability, but then again, at the end of the day, he didn't. So that means, yeah, maybe he he still is there. So it's just, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. We, We use the word great, right? Great. Everybody's great for two weeks. Everybody's great for a season. Great is used too much. We've diluted the word great. We've allowed too many very good players into the Hall of Fame in almost every Hall of Fame except baseball. Baseball has a little bit there but I, this last year they, they 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 had some guys going that I'm like you know sorry you know Sean I know you're Canadian and I know Tim Raines has played for the Expos but I, I didn't I never thought Tim Raines was all of fame or at least not for me so uh, Joe, Joe yeah, again, you won't get
2: you won't you won't get a lot of uh you won't get a lot of clamoring from Canadians that Tim Raines didn't didn't make the the Hall of Fame it, if you have the easiest way to predict a hall of famer is they're more, they're more mad that major league baseball stole uh, a potential world series
0: from the Montreal Expos in 1994. That's correct. Okay. Well, yeah, I, that, that we, we lost out on the possibility of t- Tony Gwynn hitting 400 that year too. And Matt Williams had 44 home runs in August at that time. Uh, no evidence of, PEDs at that time, too. We would have, we, we, have, would have known. Because this bud ain't for anybody. <laughs> so great, guys. Number one and great. Very few people. Very few people. LeBron is one of those few people. AD, probably not. If you have to ask, hey, is this guy a Hall of Famer? If you have to ask, then he ain't. Or she ain't. Sorry. That's how I look at it.
1: Marcus, uh, I, gr- I agree. It just... I don't still to this day don't understand why it didn't work out in Houston with Pippen, Hakeem, and Barkley. And Barkley, that's why Barkley
0: uh, is a was a lazy player in terms of things working out and dedication. That didn't come from Pippen, by the way. That was Michael telling Pippen that, and Pippen ratted, or I should say. That was repeat. courtesy
1: of Marcus, by the way. Thank you for the thought, Marcus. Yeah,
0: they, it, repeating, repeating what Michael said. That was the first time. Yeah,
2: you it, could say rat. You could say rat. That's so. Correct, Pippen
0: is was doing a uh ESPN Century program where they asked Pippen what happened in Houston, and I think the term he used was it didn't work out there. And you know, it's like Michael said. You know, you, you don't want to. You're never going to win anything with that lazy butt guy over there and, 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 he, and, and Charles Barkley. I I always thought that even before Michael and, and Barkley kind of separated here the last 10 years, I always thought when Michael would listen to Charles talk, he always had that kind of like, oh, God, look on his face. It was a matter of time before Charles Barkley pissed off Jordan to the point where Jordan didn't want to talk to him. And it's not just about him criticizing him in Charlotte. There's other things there, but Charles doesn't talk about that. Again, it's speculation on my part. I'm not friends with him. but why would you end a 20 year relationship with someone if, if if they didn't actually do something to really piss you off? And I think Charles has that that habit of pissing people off. And of course, Pippen, being who he is, you know, it's 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 he's vocal and you know, he's honest, and that's good good TV for us, anyways.
1: Magic Man, you got something on the screen for us to take a look at before we head on out, my friend. Go ahead, just, uh,
2: just, just, uh, but yeah, before we head on out, just a uh, couple, couple observations here. The Drew. wonderful
1: in season tournament is around yeah, the corner. It's around Yay. the corner. What,
2: uh, what stands out to you, uh, in the first 10 days of the NBA season, Drew?
1: Well, what stands out to me right now is Memphis, pure misery right now. It's a dumpster fire. We talk about the Raiders. Only winless, only winless team in the NBA. That sticks out like a sore thumb, and the fact that Boston is just wreaking havoc right now—it's not even funny. They win. They won by fifty-one, fifty-one tonight, I think.
2: Yeah, their point differential is going to be absolutely absurd. This first half of the season, so Mar-
1: Marcus, is that really good thing that because if they win the tournament, the Lakers win the tournament, or get to the finals, of the tournament that means LeBron plays an extra game. You know what, Gerald? May not be the greatest thing in the world. I'm, I would love to see him here in Vegas. You guys already have the wrong. standings? <laughs> but this in-season tournament thing means LeBron will play extra you time. You already have
0: the standings for the play-ins and everything after five games? That's funny. No, it's just,
2: uh, it's just early observation.
0: Here's, here's my early observation. The, the Celtics are doing what they normally do. They come out the gate like gangbusters winning every game. They'll slowly probably kind of mellow out uh, towards the middle of the season. Milwaukee's not playing well right now because I think they need to mesh a little bit, especially in terms of the deficiencies on defense. I thought Minnesota waxing uh, Denver today was nice. I think they kind of brought them back down to earth. Uh, Whether it means anything or not, I don't know. Um, Memphis. Memphis was reeking of problems towards the end of training camp, which is why I predicted they wouldn't make the playoffs. I was looking at that team. I was watching the aura, as Charlie Murphy would call Rick James, the aura, right? Like the you know, your aura, like I saw it, right? But the problem is it wasn't orange. It was black, <laughs> you know? And and uh, Memphis and the noise or their lack thereof of, of what's going on with John Morant, I'm telling you guys right now, I'm smelling something over there. And I thought getting Marcus Smart was a good acquisition it was good they're trying to get a leader in there to kind of mellow things out someone who who people can respect but man watching them in the preseason I'm like damn this does not look good at all not even for a preseason so five oh and five right now and you still got to wait another what 20 games before he gets back And, and and by the way
2: by the way, uh, if you go to uh, the Grizzlies uh, social media, Gerald, they'll often, they're pointing out, well, you know what team started 0-5 last year and made the Western Conference Finals? Yeah, you're not the Lakers.
0: And you don't have LeBron you know, team. You're not, the, you're not the
1: Lakers. Well, we'll see what's going to happen there when they go out on the road. Their next game is against Orlando. Uh, we're going to cover it for you, not only with the pregame, but also as well. Playback.tvslash TV's. He didn't break. fall a yeah. lot
0: today. Hey, did yeah. you guys notice that?
1: Intel Wild with the super you chat. Were taking a couple shots from my memory. I don't actually, I don't yeah. even remember him falling. Yes. Damn. Great drinking game. He suggests take a shot every time AD falls down, and you'll be super drunk by that time. Appreciate the super chat and all the. You and Darren have been truly tremendous with the super chats today. Thank you so much. Truly appreciate it. But yeah. I didn't see. I don't remember him falling down at all. Yeah, that's
0: the first time I remember. I I, I think if he
1: got knocked down once, if I remember correctly, that I saw.
2: So,
0: that's yeah,
2: but, I tell yeah, you but what, tell you know, just getting a knocked broad- down and now falling down yourself.
1: Yeah,
0: he did hey, get knocked look, down. It's not how many times you fall down; it's how many times you get up. Oh, there you go. That's underneath. how
1: winning is done.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs>
1: Well, I'll tell you what, though it's been great having you guys here, guys and gals from all over. Big shout out to everyone all over the world. Want to fight list. the big fight? I'll
0: fight the big fight. Watching. Yeah, I'll the fight system. them. Yes, yeah, Philippines,
1: Brazil, UK, uh, uh, Trinidad, and Tobago, uh, just everyone out there that's watching us. Canada, the U.S., of course, all over. Truly, cannot thank you enough for being part of what we do at the Lakers Fast Break. Go ahead, Joe.
0: Count it, uh, Darren. I'm sorry, I don't remember. I don't remember falling tonight. I'm sure he did, but I don't remember. I always remember him falling because he does it every other time he's on the court, but I really did—I really don't remember him falling a lot tonight. I, I don't know. I just didn't. I don't think he could. He didn't have enough time. If he fell yes, down, uh, then, Eric, Eric
1: yeah. he, yes, Derek Rose did go to the Grizzlies. He is a backup, but they're getting limited minutes. I've seen him only about uh, 5 to 15 minutes a game is what I'm usually seeing him playing. So he's not making a huge contribution for them. Marcus Smart, I see a lot as far as the st- the steals, but he's not shooting very well, but then again, this team without John Morant, Magic Man, has truly been a disappointment, plus the loss of Steven Adams for the entire season, and also as well, uh, they've got one more big injury as well, Uh, one of their forwards. I forget uh, which one.
2: Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, Jerome From Gonzaga. If, uh, I, I want to say it's, uh, is it Jake LaRavia?
1: No, no, he tore Achilles, remember? Not Jake Laravia. Oh, Jake I'm L-
2: sorry, Gerald. No, that's Brandon Clark. He's coming. Brandon back. Clark. Yes, yes, yes. Brandon yeah. Clark will be back this year at some yeah. point. But yeah, yeah. towards Achilles earlier. Yes. Uh, in 2023, but- Gerald, they don't, they don't have a second, a secondary shot maker. No. They really don't. Even when Ja comes back, uh, and I'm sure they'll, uh, you know, this could go either way at this point. 0-5 isn't 0-3 in football, but if you're coming out of like Jared, we're almost up to ten games here. That's that's a tenth of the season. That's a long stretch. So if they don't figure this out, I don't think they're they're going they're going to uh, make it back to the playoffs, Jill. because even when Jock comes back, now team now teams have clued in. Triple J isn't going to be that secondary scorer ever, Gerald, ever. I think he could be the third or fourth best scorer on a team while playing uh, his his lauded defense. But that being said, a lot of wrinkles and a lot of flaws are showing up for this team. And As far as teams getting exposed, Austin may have gotten exposed. The Grizzlies are getting exposed badly.
1: That they are, my friend. But we'll see what happens. We'll continue to go ahead and report. In fact, and Gerald,
2: yes, uh, early observations. NBA Rookie of the Year right now. Chet Holmgren is yeah. in the uh, is in the um, pace car. Um, uh, the Spurs picked up a huge win yesterday, Gerald. By the way, we should laugh our asses off about how the Suns can can choke any kind of way, any which way, anytime. Um, you know what?
1: Uh, I like what I see when when with Wemby. He is not too far behind.
2: Vasil, uh, and Wemby have really great chemistry, Gerald. So that's, obvious, uh, that's out. That's out. That's out. Yes, Vassil yes. And, and Wemby have really great chemistry.
1: That they do, my friend. That they do. It's good to see. But uh, you know that leads to possibly. I, I don't think that Wemby is out of it as yet. With you know, it's just a few games in, so. Well, Gerald, I
2: I I think it's going to be about halfway through the season before I think he really starts figuring things out.
1: But he's, I mean, he even played well though in the limited times. He's had a couple games where he struggled, but there's been a couple games where he has played okay, and to the point where you're starting to see a little bit click in more and more. So it's good to see this battle for the rookie of the year. But it's also good to see everything going on in the NBA, including a victory for the Lakers. Joe, any final thoughts on the Lakers' victory tonight, one thirty to 1 25 in overtime before we head on out? No, no, okay. Uh, Magic Man, any uh thing you want to go ahead and interject on? Great team victory! Great team victory, not just LeBron and AD carrying us home, it was actually D'Angelo had a great and sensational game. Austin Reese playing now in the second half like we really really needed him to. Yeah, and definitely some good contributions from Wood and Reddish and yeah, just overall a great team victory, Sean.
2: Absolutely, Gerald. That's what we wanted to see and you know, obviously with uh, as, as many arrows as we have in the uh, in the quiver, uh it's going to be AD and LeBron uh that have a lot of their names on the arrows, but as far as a team win goes, can't get any any better than this and they're going to need it on the on the weekend either in Orlando or against the the heat drill going to need a team effort and at least one of those two games
1: agreed my friend agreed but we'll find out that's coming later this week but for tomorrow we've got more great NBA observations headed your way of course Lakers snack pack probably on Friday as well we'll go ahead and make sure we get lots of Laker talk in there as they head out on a, their first real road trip. Yes. I know they played in Sacramento, but this is their first real road trip that they're going ahead on for this season. So we're definitely looking forward to seeing what they could do with the games that they have out on the road this week. So for magic man, Sean Grice, Joe Sorrow, go ahead and check out Joe Sorrow today at simple, simple, a y.com and Lakersball.com at Sox, 1947 Eric says Saturday, November the 4th, Lakers at Magic, 4 p.m. start time. Absolutely, that'll be on playback, we hope. Tonight we had our issues to start off with, we hope. Come on, playback, you got to help us out here. So playback, hopefully at 4 p.m., looking forward to that. Plus also as well, don't forget the pregame. Might even bring on the Lakerholics for the pregame. And also as well, looking forward to game time. And of course, the best postgame in town, the best show on the Lakers and the NBA in town each and every day of the week is right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.